Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, and I'm Craig along with Jeff again, and we are doing the Week 12 Recap Show, so that means there's only one more week of fantasy football left until the playoffs, Jeff. How are you feeling about everything? I'm feeling wonderful. I'm in a good spot. Uh, I can't say that for everyone. I'm sure <laughs> some people are hurting out there. They're probably not even listening to the podcast yeah, anymore. That's true. I, their feel, season is probably over. I bet you everyone that's listening to this podcast right now is actually feeling pretty good, or they at least yes. have a shot to make the playoffs next week. I doubt there's many people listening that are done. No. They're, and and myself, I'm in two of my playoffs already, and I'm most likely uh, a third. most likely a third. But I still have to do well in one more. And Craig, I got you're in two as well, but you're fighting for your life oof, on that last one. My playoffs start next week. One week early, and I feel pretty good about it with McCoy and Beckham and Evans. Those three guys are amazing. We'll talk about them a little bit, but I think we're going to start out talking about Colin Kaepernick. I just want to bring him up first because I've been I brought him up the last couple weeks, and this is ridiculous what he's doing. Thirty nine point one points. Thirty nine point one. He ran the ball for a hundred and thirteen yards. <laughs> I mean, that's impressive. He actually threw for 296 and three touchdowns to go along with those 113 yards. The guy keeps putting up points. And we talked about him uh, a bit last week, and we actually had him up there as uh, one of our streaming options. Yep. And once again, he <laughs> delivered. I mean, he's on a terrible team, so he can kind of do whatever he wants. But I'm, I'm pretty – I'm shocked. I mean, I, I even like the guy, and I'm still shocked at what he's been able to accomplish for such a ratty team. Well, you said that. Like, that's, I think that's one of the reasons he's going to keep scoring points is because he is on a terrible team. They're always in catch-up mode. They're going to be at the end of the game where they need to throw the ball and he's going to get points and he's going to scramble and get like another 30, 40 yards every time. And he's going to – he has a he, his floor is 20 points right now. Yeah. I, I, think he's, I think he's playing for his future because yeah. no one really sees him as an NFL quarterback. I still don't think he's that good. but No, I don't either. <laughs> But he's playing like he wants to make a roster well, spot. It's a little one little interesting stat about him so far. Like he's averaging sixty two point one rushing yards per game. Todd Gurley's averaging fifty eight point two rushing <laughs> yards per game. Think about some, think about that. Like his rushing is it's it's ridiculous. But that's always been what he's known for. Yeah, I mean, that's great, man. The guy is fast. Let him let him loose. I mean, they're not worried he's going to get hurt, so let him do whatever he wants. Like we were talking last week about, I mean, would you play him over certain guys like Roethlisberger, which I still wouldn't, but no. there's a plenty of guys now I would be playing him over. Oh, yeah, absolutely, and I know that we'll hit that when we hit our rankings, but he just as consistent as he has been, he has definitely made a big jump up in my mind. Like, oh, yeah. I, I was kind of worried he was going to waver from team to team, but it seems like whoever you put him up against, he's going to get you starting – points for QB. And at this point, it's it's, he's done it every week. You can't deny it anymore. And not to mention, I mean, especially this late in the year, I mean, how many guys can you say that for that are still available possibly? No, there's there's just not that many. Like, you're going to get him on your waiver wire and actually be comfortable playing, especially this week, going against Chicago. Like Chicago's run defense, I think, is pretty solid, but yeah. their, their overall defense isn't very good. No, no. And I, I think I think their run defense has helped out by the fact that everyone can pass on them. Yep. So why why pound it out when you can just sit back in the pocket and pick them apart? Yeah. He's, he's definitely a viable starting player now for you. Then I'm going to talk about – I'm just going to talk about the New Orleans Saints in general. Let's talk <laughs> about whole? this whole thing. <laughs> Drew Brees at 40.5 points with throwing for four touchdowns. Mark Ingram at 28.7, ran for 146, got a touchdown, caught one ball for a touchdown. 
Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, my boy, Michael Thomas. I've talked about him. He had a couple down weeks, but he's back. I think he was, those, those two fumbles, they kind of put him in the doghouse. And now he's back. Nine catches, 108 yards, two touchdowns. I was going to say, I would say, is there anyone on that team that doesn't score? But and unfortunately, Brandon Cooks. Brandon what Cooks, not one target. And <laughs> that is, I don't, what that's, is, what that's, is I, that? It's very fluky to me. I think, I didn't, I didn't watch the game, so I can't say for sure. But it feels like... Everyone else was open? <laughs> I think they probably... I mean, who knows? I don't know for sure. But in a situation like that, you usually think that they probably tried to stop Brandon Cooks and left everybody else open. Yeah. I mean, that. what, what else could it be? be? Not one target. That's, that's what baffles me. So obviously they didn't need to force the ball no. to anyone. Well, I mean, everyone did. Tim Hightower had 16.5 points. Like... I mean, everybody, yeah, everybody, everyone got involved. Everybody scored. Willie Sneed threw a touchdown pass. <laughs> now you're just getting ridiculous. Like, the Saints I mean, are just showing off at this point. Josh Hill got, caught six passes for 74 yards. Oof. I mean, like it's unreal. Like, and Kobe Fleener had four catches for 59 yards. Every single player, but Brandon Cooks. Like, I, it's, I don't know. That's a, it's ridiculous to me. I I would still start Brandon Cooks next week. Don't worry about it too much. It's a it's very yeah. fluky. Like, I guess my big question is, I mean, he's definitely startable. But, he's, but the question is, if you had another, you know, New Orleans wide receiver, Michael, if you have Snead or Thomas, are you playing both of them no, over him? I'd play Thomas over him. I wouldn't play Snead over him. That's I'm still there. I've, I've been, most weeks I've had Thomas over Cooks anyway. Mm-hmm. I did go for a week or two there where I yeah, put Cooks were, back over Yeah, you were ahead of that one. And it just shows he is a much bigger touchdown yeah. threat. Well, yeah, I'd still play him over Snead. Snead only he had five catches, 38 yards. He threw the touchdown. That's why his points are up there. But yeah. Snead <laughs> is not, he's at his last five games went 56 yards, 36 yards, 47 yards, 33 yards, 38 yards. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of, people are he's still starting him like he's in there. But yeah, position. he's. I wouldn't start Willie Sneed right now either, but Brandon Cook should be fine. They got Detroit this week. So I, another great matchup. That I feel pretty good about that one for Brandon Cooks. There, I mean, there's no way he's going to have two games like that in a row. I mean, he's going to get his double digits, probably a touchdown, something like that. He, I don't see him going back. Yeah, I agree with <laughs> back you. Back to back games like that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, it was such a weird thing to see. Yeah, though. it's just... Really, I mean, the, it's not even that he didn't get any. It's just not even one target. That just shows me that they weren't even worried about it. They were just, you know, Rams were trying to stop him, and you know, New Orleans knew that, and they're just going to throw it to everybody else. Yeah, yeah. Brees so, does not discriminate. Moving on from the Saints, I want to talk about Tyree Kill because <laughs> another one of my guys, Tyree Kill. Yeah, you've been hyping him up for a little bit and I, th- I think if he finally uh, the the bubble has burst on, yep. on him being a secret now. I think everyone knows Tyreek Hill after last night. He had a return touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. The guy looked amazing. He I, is if, quick, if he he's was, explosive. If he was on a better Ew. passing offense, oh my gosh, this kid could really That's why I've been them. watching this for weeks. I knew, know this guy is the talent. I've been, Every week I've been bringing him up. Because, you know, for a while there, it's just like putting number 40 in my rankings. But yeah. he, I love this guy. Yeah, between I, I love the the combo of him and Kelsey on that team. I really do wish they had a, a little bit of better of a quarterback. They didn't play so tight with the passing offense. But both of those guys played tremendous. And Tyreek Hill, my gosh, man. Just explosive. Yeah, how quick is that guy? And he has two pretty good matchups coming up against Atlanta and Oakland. I... I'm still hesitating to start him. I actually have him in a couple leagues, and I don't know if I'm putting him on my lineup yet. It's 
he's I guess it's a tough one. He's very touchdown dependent right now, but he obviously they're giving they're looking to try to get him the ball in all kinds of situations. Mm-hmm. And he could get a return touchdown every game. Who knows? He's had a couple this year now. So it's just he's, yeah, he's it, tough to start, but he's if like you have said. to start him, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, I think it's dependent on the the defense that they're gonna go against. Yep. And some other guys like LaShawn McCoy came back from uh, thumb surgery. Yeah. Is just, he hurt? Just nah. last week. Had 19 carries, 103 yards, and two touchdowns, 27.4 points. I mean, I, it could be a little misleading, the 19 for 103, because he had one for 75, so you take that away. <laughs> he had 18 for 28. That's a little worrisome, but, I mean, he still got touchdowns. He still got 27 still points. Still has a big play. He's, he's, that's what he always can get that big play, and that's why you're going to um, – keep playing him and speaking of another Buffalo Bill player Sammy Watkins actually came back had three catches for 80 yards yeah so and, good to see the guy actually coming back and he had limited work and so he's I think next week they'll unleash him I, I hope so I that guy's been sitting on my my bench and my dynasty <laughs> team forever now and he he just seems like he can never stay healthy for a full season so I'm hoping that this extended rest we finally get to see the talent he has because yep. He came out with incredible amount of pressure and hype on him, and you saw it in little glimpses. Yep. And um, Tyrod Taylor has quietly—he hasn't been the greatest for fantasy; he's been up and down. But he's quietly been a very good quarterback this year. Yeah, he has, and I actually think he's somebody that if he's still a possible streaming quarterback, he's kind of on that borderline. I think he's above—he's about sixty-five percent owned, probably right, or sixty-one percent owned right now. But he has Oakland this coming week, so that's a good good matchup for him. If you mm-hmm. you could pick him up and need a start a guy to start this week, if you're struggling, you need to try to get a win to get the playoff. You have no quarterback, yeah, especially if he has his number one weapon back. Yep. I can I can see that game being a shootout in Oakland. That's yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, Oakland puts up a lot of points, and you know I guess we'll have to see what how healthy Carr is. Yeah, to true. see what kind of uh, offense yeah, they're going to put up. Yeah, David Carr talk about that too. Like in the Oakland. I mean, they score a ridiculous amount of points every week now. Um, Amari Cooper wasn't one scoring this week, though, for for the Oakland Raiders. They only had, what? Well, I don't even know what it was now, 22 yards, I believe, off four catches. Yeah, he, for a for a top-end wide receiver, that's just... It's, another guy that's very up and down. Michael Tr- Crabtree did come back this week from his three-for-five game last week and had eight catches for 110 yards. It's so up. You don't know what to expect from those two receivers. No. Nope, and that's kind of the weird part. I feel like Amari Cooper has been um, – they're both a little touchdown dependent. Yep. But Crabtree, the last four games, hasn't caught one. But <laughs> two of those games he, he bookends it. So you get yep. 100 yards and you get 27-5 and then 110. Well, so it, With Crabtree, well, either, he either gets you – he gets 10 or more or he gets you like absolutely nothing. Those couple of games he's had just like yeah. – just terrible terrible games and you would think a possession guy like that who can use his big body and can get in yep. front of people you would think that he would be more consistent with the amount of receptions he gets but it just hasn't played out that way and you can see it as you know ben. i mean yeah you're right it's directly related to how many receptions he gets well, so that's how many targets and what two eight eight two three eight yeah for yeah. Guy, the, a team that passes yeah, a it's ton. Yeah, weird. And that Cooper, now the last three weeks, he only has three last three weeks combined, he only has about 130 yards. Yeah. what's I don't know what's going on there. 14 catches, 130 yards sure. over the last three games. I guess you can think of it. He played Denver and Houston were two of those games, which are very good pass defenses. But Carolina wasn't really known as a good pass defense. And 
it just I guess it just wasn't there. But I still Amari Cooper. You, you can't bench Amari Cooper. You, you you have to play Amari Cooper. There's yeah. just no doubt about that. Well, the funny thing about Cooper is he's really had three huge games during the year. Yeah. But besides for those, he's I guess four really. The very first game he had 137 yards. But so four games. That's um, true. Yeah. But everything else has been pretty somewhat mediocre, if yeah. you will. Um, you know, he he saved one with a touchdown. So I I'm just so torn on these Raiders wide receivers. Yeah. I feel like you have to play them, but I'm playing them as like if you can play them as a wide receiver three, you're you're looking great. And if you have to rely on them, like they do yeah. sometimes look like wide receiver ones, but especially going into the playoffs. Having inconsistent players is very, very scary, and that's what we start talking about. Where, you know, we mentioned some wide receivers we absolutely love because their floor is, you know, eight points. Yeah, and the, these these Oakland receivers, they can get you two points, no, no problem about yeah. it. Amari Cooper, man, I I traded for him three weeks ago, and he's done nothing since then. I'm, <laughs> that's why I'm disappointed in that guy. He is just disappointed. It's been, to, I think the problem with Amari Cooper is you can't keep him on your bench. Crabtree, I could bench. I could see benching Crabtree, but. Yeah, he doesn't have nearly oh, the uh, the ceiling. Rough. Cooper really can put up. I mean, you've seen it. He's put up you know twenty points multiple times yep. in the year. Well, we might as well talk about some other receivers that disappointed here. Just jumping around a little bit. Julio Jones, four catches for thirty five yards. Now he has four games this year that are under four points. That it's another situation like that. Julio Jones is still probably the second or third scoring wide receiver in the league, and he has four games under four points. So you hope that these not, these upcoming weeks are the weeks where he's on when you yeah. get to the playoffs. And I, I think it will. Um, and I the reason I say that is because two of these games that he had very low scoring um, was against Denver and Arizona, which have two of the best yep. you know um, coverage defenses in the game. Um, and then so next week he plays. Uh, Casey, uh, and then you have LA and San Francisco in the playoffs, and I feel really good about those matchups. Yeah, especially if you get to Week 15 yeah. and you get them against San Francisco, you're feeling pretty good. Yeah, and you, but, I mean, I'm kind of, I mean, going that low is pretty crazy, but I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened before, just because you don't really have that marquee guy across from him. Well, so he's getting double teamed. I like think. Crazy. I think part of the reason, and that's why Taylor Gabriel is been ridiculous these last four weeks. Been reaping all the benefits. He has now last he had twenty two point two points this week. He had thirteen point six the week before that, thirteen point six the week before that, and twelve point eight the week before that. And it's starting four weeks in a row. It's hard to call that a fluke anymore. Yeah, even even if he doesn't have as many, you know, and that's like, like what, what what do you do with a guy like Taylor Gate? What do you do with that? Get get him on your team, put him on your bench, and don't start him. That's pretty much it, right? That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's what like, I would do. Like, it would, well, it's, he, he worries me because I mean, I guess not a, not as much anymore because you saw he has the four catches. Yeah. But the game before that, he had one catch for that bomb. Yeah, and that's how he scored all his points. Yeah. So those kind of guys do worry me, and we 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 always yeah. bring it up in the Deshaun Jackson role. Yeah. Um, These so, are four weeks in a row now, though. Yeah, it's I like, mean, you know what? I mean, four weeks is a trend. I I would have a hard time starting him, oh, but I, I could. For some reason, you got a pinch. I know at times when you hit the playoffs, you get buried in in injuries that you couldn't get yep. off your bench. Um, he might be one of those guys that you play and you just pray that he catches that long. If you're ball. in a deep league, like a 14 teamer or something like that, then play him. But man. I would. I'd probably go after him. I'd put him on my bench, and I'd sit there and see if he does anything the next two weeks. And if he does, and I'm still in it, week 15, I'm playing against San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, four weeks in a row, though. That's really tough. Yeah, that's where it gets. That's where I'm looking at. That is like, yeah, anybody can do that a couple weeks, but when you do it four straight weeks, 
I mean, that's something right there. The guy is explosive too. It's just like it's like Tyreek Hill. Like they want to get on the ball, and he will find a way to score. I think he scored off two screen passes basically. Like those, in the guy's just like, ridiculously quick. But I still couldn't start him. That's <laughs> that's pretty much that's. But I'm I try to be very safe with that kind of stuff. So it's, I have a hard time with that. Um, another couple guys we don't really need to talk too much about, but Mike Evans, another twenty-two point two or twenty-two point four points. He did that pretty much all in the first quarter, but he's a beast. <laughs> that that guy's him. He's just ridiculous. Odell Beckham got another two touchdowns as well. Came back, he got thumb injury early in the game. Yeah. Went to the locker room, came back. It's the second time this year he's done this, and he came back, got two touchdowns. He did that early in the year with a, his hip injury and scored two touchdowns afterwards. I think he just likes the dramatic bit of it yeah. <laughs> maybe a little bit yeah yeah i think that's what it is <laughs> it's but he, you're going to keep playing him another another guy now i want to talk about marquise wilson for the bears came back from injury he hasn't played like all year he came back and bear i mean without alshon he had eight catches 125 yards and a touchdown he's a big athletic guy and i was targeting him last year and he didn't end up doing anything obviously yep. because of injuries and who else was starting above him but I mean, they have liked this guy, and now yep. that he's getting a little bit of opportunity, you know, Meredith. You know, Meredith is Mer- he, yeah. Meredith is okay. He's not. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, he, but he's not a great player. I mean, the whole th- reason I don't, I wouldn't really put any eggs in that basket is because you still have Matt Barkley. Throwing. Hey, but Matt Barkley, man, look at Matt Barkley's numbers this week. He was actually <laughs> mighty impressive. I was. He didn't look. I mean, I watched. I watched a lot of that game, and he didn't look. <laughs> As impressive as I think his numbers show, but I, I do have to say he—I think he had a few throws that just surprised the yeah. defense. They were—they weren't expecting him to do that. I think it's impressive because he didn't score five points. That's what impresses yeah. me. But he got twenty-six points. I mean, that, he threw two picks. Yeah, but he threw three touchdowns somehow. Yeah, I, don't, I mean that's great. And much, much more than I expected. I didn't expect yeah. much. And they got San Francisco this week, and then Detroit, and then Green Bay—all poor defenses. Very true. So, Mark, I might be picking up Marquise Mar- 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 Wilson. Oh, I thought you were going to say you are going to no. pick up Matt Barkley. Oh, that too. I, that's a given. <laughs> I'm that's pick, a given. Pick up I'm going to play him in the playoffs. I'm going to put. I'm going to pick him up in my 32 team, <laughs> and then start him maybe in that. But no, he. Maybe those players have some value to him next couple weeks here. Maybe a Marquise Wilson. Obviously, you're not picking him up and starting him next week. But if he has another big week, he could be the guy. And what is Je- Jeffrey comes back? What week? We have week fifteen or sixteen? I don't even know. Uh, I think it's fifteen. Fifteen, right? Because he he yeah. missed last week, so he missed thirteen, yeah. fourteen. So he'd be back week fifteen. So, which is a great one too. Not that we have to talk about that now, but you, do you play Elshon if you have him on your team when he comes back? If you're in the, I mean, I don't know what round that would be for you guys, but most most, I mean, that'd that be the for, championship. For that'd most be the people. championships. That's actually a dilemma we should both think about because I'm pretty sure Alshon's on the on the waiver wire in in one of the leagues we're True. in. True, and he's and, on my bench in the yeah. the main one. We're, and actually, that's the league we play each other in week one of the playoffs, so we won't have to. One of us should pick. Oh, up. the other one, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's an interesting. I, I would pick if yeah, somebody like Alshon. If Alshon's on your waiver wire, I'd pick him up at this point because I mean, why not? Yeah, especially if you have a if you have a week sixteen um, championship. You could get him on your bench. You're not going to play him the first week back, but if he shows he shows something week 15 and you're still in it, you play him week 16. I do have to say this, though, because I was looking at his numbers, and he hasn't been overly impressive. No. And then you're wondering, you know, who's going to be throwing to him? Probably Matt Barkley, which isn't great. I I would, I mean, 
and I like the guy, obviously, I drafted him and everything, but I would have a very tough time. If, if you do have a weak wide receiving core, yep. um, or you have a very bad matchup, um, I mean, yeah, I would obviously start him and you hope that he gets a touchdown. But it's a very interesting one because I never thought I would say, I have Elshon on my bench, I'm not going to play him. <laughs> but this year has just been so up and down for the guy. Uh, yeah, I'd still I'd put him on my bench at this point of the year. I think at this point you just yeah. want guys that have the potential yeah. to be well, cha- game changers. For yeah, you. and I'm not saying don't pick him up because yep. you're not going to find another guy on the waiver no. wire with that kind of talent no. and that upside. So, well, we can t- let's talk about more receivers that have been doing well and you just don't want to play them. Uh, Malcolm Mitchell for the Patriots two weeks in a row now over 15 points, 16.2 this week, 15.8 last week. I mean. He's a rookie. He hasn't done much at all through 10 weeks, and then he came on week 11. I mean, that's – yeah. as Brady found a new weapon he likes. I mean, two weeks in a row, he has three catch, three touchdowns over those two weeks. So, I, I like his, his upside because he really – he can get downfield and playing on the Patriots with Brady. Yep. But you're also running the risk that you're going to hit a, a, a lull or like just a yep. non-existent week. So, once again – um, I, I like him, but I, I have a very, I would have a very difficult. I think time it's another one of those pick him up and stash him and just see what happens kind of players. Yeah. I'd rather have him than some of these mid tier receivers that you're never going to do anything with. You, would you rather have him on your team or Michael Floyd? You know, yeah, Pierre Garcon, Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Those, I mean, shoot. At this point, I'd rather have him than Marvin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not Sadly dropping. Enough. I'm not dropping Marvin Jones, but yeah, like you know what I mean. It's just kind of. Yeah, I, I want the I, mean, I want I the guys that have potential from. to the other guys. I know what they've and they know what they are and I know what they're doing for the last however many weeks. It's just not happening. But somebody like him, who knows? Could have, especially if you're in a dynasty league and he's out there, go pick him up. That's oh for yeah, sure. definitely, definitely in the dynasty. Let's talk about this. Just the Seattle offense. What the heck happened against the Buccaneers? Five points. So they scored th- it, one was two points or safety. Obviously, their offense scored three points. Yeah, making what liars happened? of us all. Man, I thought Russell Wilson was back. Me too. He had a couple of great games, and and Jimmy Graham looked great, and they were you know somewhat running the ball, even though everyone got hurt. Rawls was looking okay. I don't even know what this like. I don't, I don't yeah, know how to even, explain it. I, I'm not sure what happened. I, I I can't tell if I think this is a fluke thing or if I just if this is just very telling for Seahawks offense and how they haven't been very cohesive well, all year. The reason I think it probably more of a fluke is. The reason that feel like they've struggled all year is Russell Wilson hasn't been healthy. That's and we we well he came back he's finally been healthy and we thought everything's good. In this game, he's obviously healthy. He ran the ball for eighty yards. Like he hasn't done that. 80, 80 yards rushing. He had ten points total and eight, oh, so eight of them were off rushing. So that's his passing wasn't there. So I still think that this is a fluke. I mean, you, Russell Wilson is a great quarterback, and he's obviously running the ball now. So I don't, I just don't get what happened. I'm so confused by this. I'm too because I mean, let's just put it out: the Tampa Bay is not a good defense. No, like I, I so, this was a great matchup. Yeah, and unfortunately, I didn't get to see this game, so I'm I'm kind of baffled. I looked at the numbers and I I, I watched these replays, and I just don't understand how they kept him in check the entire game. Yeah, like Doug Baldwin, he only had 34, 34 yards receiving. He had seven catches though. Like where? Why is he averaging less than five yards per catch? I, I'm just so confused by this, and I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. It's so it's just baffling to me what happened. I don't get it. Thomas I mean, Rawls didn't do much of anything, and and obviously he had a pretty poor showing. But now, I mean, where do you see Russell? Because 
he goes from 30 points, 32 points, 26 points down to that 10. And he has some favorable matchups, too. I mean, Carolina's not great. Green I, Bay is offense or defense I still is think LA. Russell Wilson's going to be good. I think he... Is he playable in the playoffs? I think so. I think this is a one-week fluke. But the good thing is, if you're worrying about your playoffs and you have a shot to be in, at least you have next week to find out for sure what's going on. Yeah. And if not, maybe you get Colin Kaepernick. So, yeah. You know? But I I think this is a one-week thing. I... I'm just so I don't even know what to say about it. It's just so weird after these last three weeks how great they've been against better teams: Buffalo, New England, Philadelphia. I know, like yeah, very good defense. Yeah, and then they go against Carolina or going against Tampa and just do nothing. So Carolina next week hasn't been a good defense. So we they but we'll see what happens there. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what to think at this point, but you're still starting. I think you're still starting Russell Wilson, Thomas Rawls. I mean, most likely. If you have Thomas Rawls, you probably aren't in a position where you need to start him if you got through the entire year without him. So I might wait a week on this and find out. Because especially because Carolina's run defense has been solid. Yeah, they have been. I I mean, the the question is, there's no reason he shouldn't, you know, get a good amount of work. He's going to get the work. So So you're wondering how he's not capable of putting up you know, at least eight points or something. Yep. So that, that's where mine, now that Michael is gone and now that Procise is hurt, you're, I'm, I would have a hard time not starting him because I'm like, there's no one else there. Oh, yeah, I, I, I definitely get that. But it's 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 definitely tough, though. To Oh, no, absolutely, too. I mean, I your point is so valid. I just I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. And you have these decisions you have to make. To yep. make the playoffs, yep. and you're if you bench Rawls and he does well, it's just one of those decisions where you're like, there was the only thing that was stopping me from playing him is this one fluky week. Yep. Well, I think I'm going to move on, finish off the show talking about some injuries. Start off with Rob Gronkowski. This consistently injuries prone Rob Gronkowski. He's, the guy's injured all the time. Yeah. This is why I never draft Rob Gronkowski. This is one of the I never have had Ron, Rob Gronkowski on any one of my teams ever. I would, I would <laughs> love to know the percentage of people that because you have to draft him or you have to pay for him. Yep. I would love to know the percentage of people that actually got him in the draft that are in the playoffs now because it's such a huge hit when yep. he can't play. And that's I've always avoided the, avoided him, and this is why. I mean, he he came into the game with a lung injury. People didn't know if he's going to play, and then he gets a back injury. So. I don't know what we don't at this point. No one we don't know. We're recording this. You know, it's Monday night. We're actually watching some Monday night football right now. So who knows? There's no injury news yet. We won't know anything until yeah. Wednesday. I'm, but I'm kind of hope. Um, I don't know if I'm hoping or not. I do have him on my dynasty team. Yep. But um, if I was the Patriots, I would hope that they would just rest the guy, make sure he's okay, and if he comes back healthy, obviously he's you know yep. a top three. Yeah. Guy if for I were sure. if I were the Patriots, I wouldn't be playing him next week. They're in the playoffs. They're going to be fine. Yeah. At this point, I would just rest the guy, but we'll see what happens there. Another injury, Devontae Parker had a back injury. He left the game. He was playing well, he actually, but he had a touchdown call back. He didn't come back after that. Wait and see um, what's going on with that. That's disappointing because he's been really starting to come on a little bit here. So yeah, he's, he's been moving up our list, and he, he really is. You're starting to see glimpses of what he can do. So I, I hope he's okay and he yeah, can play. I haven't really heard. I mean, at this point, they don't usually get too much injury news out. Unless it's anything really serious, so hopefully you know he'll be good to go. Um, David Johnson dislocated his finger actually in yesterday's game. 
didn't notice it during the game. He never really missed any time, but Bruce Arians said he'll be fine. So, I mean, probably we'll look at LaShawn McCoy just came back from thumb surgery and was fine. So, yeah, another um, about Cardinal him. player, John Brown, had a hamstring injury and left the game, and he's just been a disappointment all year anyway. He's, yeah, can, it's been a really rough year for John <laughs> Brown. I feel for the uh, guy. Alan Hearns left with a hamstring injury, and you're probably not playing Alan Hearns anyway at this point. He's been another guy who's been a disappointment kind of at the wide receiver spot. Derek Carr left with a dislocated finger, came back in later on, played all right. And What I heard today was actually has two dislocations in the finger. That's a really interesting one. Yeah. it's Because not only does it affect him, but I feel like it affects that whole offense. Yep. So we're going to have to – that's definitely interesting. So watch that and see. I mean – a lot of times players can come back with adrenaline and do something, but afterwards it might be a lot worse situation. <laughs> kind of wait and see on that. I I think he'll play, but really have to find out. Lamar Miller left the game with an injury. Looks like an ankle injury possibly, but they're saying he should be fine. Another one just, you know, at this time of year, I think everyone has a little bit of an injury. Yeah, everyone's banged up. Tyrell Williams had an injury too for the Chargers, <laughs> but looks like he should be fine too. It was a shoulder injury. Um, another big one was Jordan Reed on Thanksgiving injured his shoulder. They're saying I think he was practicing a little bit. He's another guy who's injury prone. Oh my gosh, I, he's one of those guys. I, his talent is undeniable, but I have a hard time drafting him as well because especially this year, the, you know, cat was out of the bag. He everyone knew how good he was, so he went way too high for far too much money, yep. and now you know. This is the kind of stuff you have to and deal with. He has with. some just great weeks, and then he's just injured all the time. Yeah. And like, there's some guys that you just know are going to be injured. <laughs> you know he's going to be injured. You know Gronk's going to be injured. You, it's just it never, it never fails. To, I do have to say this about Reed. At least when he's injured, I feel like you know about it the, like ahead of time, well, where you can actually plan for it. Well, the nice Gronk, thing you're yeah. kind of like held hostage because they're always questionable until game yep. time. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you never you, with Gronk, you you never seem to know what's going to go on there. Then with like the Eagles running backs, Matthews isn't playing right now. Sproles is playing with the rib injury, so he didn't. He came right back from that. Um, he looks like he's fine. So that's another situation. Just kind of watch, maybe see if Ryan Matthews will be back next week. Really don't know yet at this point. Sammy Watkins, we talked a little bit earlier, came back from the injury and seemed like he got through the game perfectly fine, no issues. So I think they'll give him more work now. And then. Another player, uh, DeMarco Murray, I think got banged up a little bit again, but he's on a bye week, so he should be fine. I think there really wasn't anything terribly major, nothing outside, you know, no injury-wise that I know of right now. So it looks like everybody got for the week relatively unscathed, except for some minor stuff. So hopefully you're all set for the playoffs and have everybody ready to go. We've got one more week to get through before we get to the playoffs. But that is going to be it for the week 12 recap show make sure to visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com or follow us on twitter at the ff profit and then we will be back tomorrow with the waiver show 